In 2018, Steve Avatian appeared on a podcast called Vibes. The show isn't on anymore, but it highlighted success stories in the Armenian-American community. And as he told the hosts, his company had made $200 million in the previous year. He said he rewarded his best sales staff with Rolexes. He called them Rollies. But there was another side to this. Allegations that his company was at the center of an elaborate scheme that defrauded hundreds of trucking companies. From Freight Waves, this is Long Haul Crime Log, a podcast about the dark side of the trucking industry from the reporters who cover it. I'm Nate Tabak in Toronto, Canada. And I'm Clarissa Hawes in Kansas City, Missouri. Today on the show, we're looking at why a network of trucking companies in Southern California are accused of essentially ripping off tons and tons of trucking companies. Clarissa, you've been investigating this for months, trying to figure out who is behind this alleged scheme. And it went to some pretty crazy places. But before we get into that, maybe you can explain why you started looking into this in the first place. Sure. This guy named Joe Howard sent me an email back in October, about eight months ago. And he uh, works for as a freight broker for a logistics company. And a while ago, maybe two years ago, he started looking into freight brokers that are tied to an elaborate network based in Southern California and started tracking the motor carrier numbers associated with some of these three brokerages that we'll, I will get into later that are tied back to um, this network. And so he started tracking names and and then others started, you know, and then so he created this spreadsheet, which became like gold in in the industry because everybody wants that list and that he could add new. Um, he said it would be a full time job. He could just add numbers and update it every day based on, you know, emails that he receives and everything from new motor carrier numbers popping up that tie back to um, this network. So he decided to um, start warning others because some, you know, didn't do their due diligence and got burned by um, freight brokerages and tied to this, to this company, these, this alleged double brokering scheme. And so what, like, what exactly is like, is a double brokering scheme? Sure. And it's, you know, for the most part, it's not illegal in the trucking industry. You know, some have different definitions of it and that's, some say it all is illegal, but it involves um, freight brokers who broker a load or co-broker a load with the shipper's knowledge that this is occurring. Like it, it's transparent that it's going to be, they have the freight, but they're going to rebroker it to another broker that, that has a carrier that can that can haul it, and when it becomes illegal, brokering is when a, a company moves a trucking company gets a load without any knowledge that it's been double brokered without the shipper's authorization, and and so oftentimes the shipper or he has no idea that of this carrier even existing. And so usually what happens is that these brokers will ask for fuel advances or they'll ask for payment up front, you know, the ones that are the scammers 
will ask for payment up front. And then the trucking company who hauls the freight is left, you know, kind of holding the bag. They, they get nothing. And so then when they try to go back for recourse with the shipper, there's no record of them even being privy to that load. And, and sometimes the shippers do, um, do it fairly and do pay the trucking companies once they prove that they're not involved and everything, but it's very, it's time consuming and it takes, and some, um, you know, don't ever get recourse depending on, on the shipper that, you know, had, that had, you know, one has the freight. So. And so what basically happens, I guess, when in these kind of double brokering schemes, it's, it's, it's really like, it's, it's a, it's like basically a form of like the uh, classic bait and switch, right? Right. This network that Joe Howard uncovered is actually quite sophisticated in how they pull it off. Um, they use hundreds of what are basically fake trucking companies. They have registrations, but have no actual trucks. And then another entity involved in the alleged scheme rebrokers it to a legitimate carrier that oftentimes has no idea that the load has been double brokered. And so I guess that like when you with with this kind of network in particular, or what he kind of I flagged as as a network, that because you just have so many of these like different companies involved, I guess that would really make it a lot harder to to be detected because i guess like if you have one like uh, a company that keeps do is keeps doing this keeps like becoming like i guess uh is accepting loads but actually isn't doing them and is kind of part of this people catch on to that um and so but we have all of these it makes it i guess harder for people to actually know okay this this is a bad one right right and so Joe has found through his research over 600 of these carriers that are linked to the scheme. And um, he's adding, he's um, in our conversation a few days ago, he's adding maybe 10 motor carrier numbers tied to this every day because yes, they get um, some bad reports like freight guard reports about unauthorized rebrokering and different things. And so then they have to go set up another buy another motor carrier number or, 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 and do it, you know, that way. So it's hard to keep track if you're not, um, you know, doing your due diligence and have time and you're just looking for someone to, to move it quickly. Um, sometimes you get, you get caught up in, in this where you, where you, um, can't find your freight and, and things. So, but, um, in his research, he also found, um, he calls them the original freight brokers that, that are operating in Southern California, including Allstate Association that's headquartered in San Fernando, California, and Broadway Brokerage and TriStar Brokerage that are both based out of Glendale, California. So you have Joe Howard, who has kind of, he, he, he sees that these brokers, that they kind of, they have a relationship to these like I guess ghost carriers so to speak and so then at that point then he hands it to you and so you start investigating this yes and it and it is I hit a lot of walls during this research because a lot of the the people involved that are tied to the carriers 
are fictitious. They don't exist or that I couldn't find and, and through any database or anything. And then others, um, yeah, but and and so when I made calls, nobody would tell me who even owned these companies. You know, like could I talk to the founder or could I talk to an owner? And and I would get you know they would just hang up on me. And and so, but then um, a source sent me the link to this YouTube Vibes podcast, and and that kind of set a whole nother chain of events in motion. And that introduced you to Steve, Steve Abatian. And this is this is the guy who gives away rollies apparently. And so you, Clarissa, you you sent me this uh, a few weeks ago, and it's it's a video actually. And so you have him there with someone who's introduced to as his childhood friend, and he's a guy named Alfred McRobion. Yes. And so on this video, Steve and Alfred explain how they've built up this transportation services provider that helps other entrepreneurs that want to pursue careers in the transportation industry. And so his, their business model, and, and he refers to it, I think, as their transportation empire, is it helps them with capital financing, truck access, and access to their technology that they use to find loads and find other motor carriers in, their, in the Allstate network. But it comes at a hefty price as Allstate gets 20% of their clients or sales agents' revenue. Yeah, and so what it's basically they're you know, they're describing something that isn't necessarily like that doesn't necessarily sound dodgy. It's kind of almost like this like an all-in-one like platform for being, you know, either a trucking company or a freight broker. And this kind of thing exists and probably is this kind of product has value. But there is this kind of a bit of this tone to the whole thing. Um, it's not, you know, just the rollies that it's, you know, maybe it sounds like a little too good to be true in terms of the kind of the, the wealth they're, they're kind of talking about and that sort of thing. But, you know, at the same time, like, you know, despite the, the rollies, uh, they're not really talking about anything that involves like scamming other companies. It did seem a little fishy to me, but you're right. There was no smoking gun, but it was still an important clue and one that I didn't have before because I couldn't find the founders before before this podcast, you know, was brought to my attention. But I knew I needed to call Steve, and so I tracked down his cell phone number and I called it. <laughs> and and so what. What happened when you when you called him? Oh, this is where it gets really weird. And um, so I actually was surprised when he answered the his cell phone. And, you know, I asked him if he was Steve Avetian with Allstate Association. And then I identified myself as a reporter for Freight Waves. And he said that his name was Steve, but not the Steve I was looking for. And so I said, oh, so I have the wrong number then? Um, because I, I thought this, I was given the, your phone number, you know, to, to call. And <laughs> yeah, and it's, these are the, like, these kind of calls, like, I, like, where it's sort of like when there's someone where you know that you, you want to talk to and need to talk to and that is going to 
maybe shed light on something but i think maybe like i i'm always nervous to talk to people like this sometimes because you know that you're going to talk to them about something that may piss them off and i don't know sometimes i'm partially hoping that they won't pick up but then they do you're like oh wait jackpot but then it's just this funny thing <laughs> so so you made this so you you've you reach a steve and so was this in fact the the Steve you you were looking for? Was this some different guy? Well, at first he pretended that he knew Steve and Alfred, um, and he knew the guys at Allstate, and then he started bragging about you know how rich they were, and you know that they had Lamborghinis and all of this, and 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 they're going to be around for twenty or thirty years and things like <laughs> that. But at at one, at, yeah. So, um, and that he knew that the that one of the load boards, a couple of the load boards, had shut down hundreds of their users for alleged fraud after receiving complaints from various freight brokers around the country, but that he was not involved in any way in this company. After saying he couldn't speak on their behalf. He he then added, these guys aren't chumps. They're living in five million dollar mansions. <laughs> so it's, it almost it sounds like one of those like I have a friend like situations where someone is pretty clearly talking about themselves. Um and it's it's weird because it's also like highlighting something that you'd mentioned that they're we're taken off a, a load board, load board where basically you have loads of freight that are bro- brokered out. Where it's almost like it's just like he's kind of boasting a little bit of that they were up to no good, but also distancing himself from it. It's a little bit. It's a little bit funny, but yes. at this point, but at this point, he's still at least pretending, or this person is cl- claiming that he is not what well, not that not the Steve, because Steve is a common name. Yeah, absolutely, and so. And so that's that was the justification, but that he knew the Steve. And so when I mentioned that I had just came across a podcast and had listened to to it, and his voice sounded eerily familiar to the same voice on that podcast, he confirmed. He then confirmed that he was the Steve I was looking for, but that he and others he works with have done nothing wrong. And are being unfairly targeted based on by their competition based on their Armenian heritage. And he said if he had done something wrong, that the FBI and the cops would be at his door, but that 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 had never happened. So I guess it didn't really take a lot to break him. <laughs> but <laughs> no. so you I know, mean, I'm just I'm taking a while, you know, that he probably was not that thrilled to uh, have you accusing him of being part of this scheme. Yes, he was a little pissed off, but then he kept going back to being involved in the company to not being involved in throughout the whole conversation, which it it was is very in, entertaining. But he wanted to talk about Steve and his success. And if I brought up something that maybe was lower than what, you know, like that, you know, I said that I had talked to somebody that said that, you know, illegal freight brokering schemes, you know, make are making a hundred million dollars or, you know, they're, you know, like these illegal schemes are 
scamming people out of a hundred million dollars a year. Then he went on to, you know, kind of to talk about his income level, which is much higher than, than what these other losers, he called them losers and dirt bags on the street were, you know, considering what brokers do. And, and so his, yeah. And he, he then went on a rant about how unfairly he was being treated in the media and that those attacking him and his business practices are hurting innocent families for no reason. And, and so then his direct quote to me was, you've got a lot of angry people who are looking, trying to find out who is trying to find them, who is trying to hurt their families, their kids. And so like, I guess like at that point, if you had actually, you had published, I think an initial story about this, but you hadn't really, um, you hadn't named, named them or kind of sort of put out there like who you were suspecting was tied to this. Um, but it was still, I think it still probably, you know, made some noise. So like when, like when you hear this, like from Stephen, he was saying this to you and it sounds like a really kind of confusing conversation to say the least, but at this point, like, I don't, did it sound like a, like a threat to you? At first, um, when I talked to, I don't know, both Steve's, you know, he said he found our conversations entertaining and that's why he was still talking to me. I said, well, if you're not the Steve, you know, that I'm looking for, you know, like, why are you still on the phone? And, and then it, he kind of at sign seemed a little panicked because he, I mean, he had just found out that 300 users tied to his network had just been kicked off these load boards and were, um, which is how they all make their money because he gets a, a, a significant cut of whatever these sales agents under him make. And, and so, yeah, later in the conversation, his tone changed when I brought up some of the complaints and read him some of the complaints that brokers and carriers had lodged against him and that I was looking into doing a, an, another investigative piece on 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 his company and others tied to it and then steve added that he had been receiving calls and threats from people that were wanting to know who is taking food out of my kids mouths and and why and and then i thought i well i can understand why people would be upset steve you know then at, well this is before he was the steve he said that those guys we're making five five hundred million to six hundred million dollars in twenty twenty, and that his top sales agents made a hundred thousand dollars a month. It, but again, I have no way to verify that information because we had the whole discussion about former President Donald Trump not releasing his tax returns and that he wasn't going. And I never asked him for them, but. Um, but it's fair to say that there's a, a lot of money at stake. So Steve, Steve is not going to release his tax returns that you never asked for. <laughs> but I'm sure you'd love right. to have a look at them. <laughs> I would. Assuming it's me, Steve. But so, so you like <laughs> for recording this today that you, you've just put out your third like investigative piece about this. And it was just, you know, it was sort of thinking about this because it's something that I've struggled with, um, you know, myself, because I think, you know, 
as reporters, we're often like picking and choosing what we cover. Um, and I think especially, you know, we were talking about investigation. There's something when someone has done is accused of doing something wrong, whether it's a person or a company. And I think, you know, in any industry, there's like there are a lot of bad actors and not all of them are doing things that are harming people. And you obviously aren't, can't cover all of it. And something I've heard, like when looking into like drug smuggling cases, like here in Canada, is like, why are you picking on me when so many others are doing the same thing and you don't hear anything about that? I mean, is this something that you struggle with in this story, you know, at all? And I think in this case, like, you know, you also have Steve that's saying that he's being like targeted by like competitors because this art, you know, his Armenian heritage as well. Right. He, he, first of all, let me know that he's helping a lot of people that have come to this country and, and he's providing them jobs and giving them a better life. And so that they are able to send money home, you know, to their parents and, and everything. And he doesn't see anything wrong with that. And that people thank him all the time for what he's doing, but that everyone wants to focus on the negative stuff that's tied to his company. And I don't think racism is the motivation for like these brokers and carriers frustration and why, why they've come forward. Um, you know, I always thought it was like a geography issue because many of the people that I spoke to that have, have done business with this network, you know, block all calls from 818 area code the and or won't do business with a, a, a company that's based out of Southern California because they've been burned before. And and then when you look at hundreds of complaints that have been filed against carriers with ties to Allstate. And in fact, I heard from some legitimate, well-known companies operating in Southern California who say they have a hard time moving freight because of their location and uh, you know that that if all these brokers are blocking numbers from 818 area codes and they have that area code that you know they're immediately taken out of the equation for you know you know for moving their freight so uh, at, at this point has there been any movement from like federal regulators or any law enforcement of any kind because of you know about these allegations or this whole scheme? The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, that, that the federal regulator that oversees the trucking industry has remained silent on this issue, much to the frustration of brokers and legitimate carriers that have allegedly been scammed by this outfit. And, um, and so th there's frustration among, yeah, definite frustration that why is this occurring and why is um, more efforts not being done as, as they've tried to reach out to F the FMCSA as well. So this article that you, that you just put out about this, I think inclu it included inside accounts of former employees about how this alleged scheme worked. And you also talk about how Steve's uncle was convicted of fraud in connection with double brokering and the Steve uh, insists that he had no involvement and his uncle was involved in the business. But um, is there, is there more to come in this story? <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, but I'm still investigating this network. It's a bit like peeling an onion. You've been listening to long haul crime log. 
from Freight Waves. You can find more episodes by searching for Long Haul Crime Log on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like us, uh, why not subscribe? And maybe even tell your friends. Maybe even someone that you've double brokered to at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And we're on Twitter now. Our handle is Long Haul Crime Log. And anyone who has a story to share can send us an email to crime at freightwaves.com. Tune in next time for more stories from the dark side of trucking.